Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you. How you love me. Hey guys, this is Cade and Tyler. We're coming to you to talk to you a little bit about this new segment that we're going to do uh, in our podcast. It's going to be kind of like a Q&A, uh, more like, hey, you have hard questions, and we think and we know that the Bible has helpful answers to those hard questions, and so we really want to just attack those things head, head first, you know, and so questions that you might have in regards to your faith or regards to culture and your lifestyle that you might be living or difficult things such as that. We're answering those. So if you have some, please send them to us. If you don't know how to send them to us, you can email them to me at cade.mvc at gmail.com. And get them to us any way possible because we'd love to answer these questions um, on our off weeks. So now instead of a podcast coming out um, every other week, we'll have a podcast that comes out every week. And it will be a sermon and then the next week a helpful answers to hard questions that you might have. And today's question um, comes from somebody in our youth group remaining anonymous, um, but the person asked the question, is it okay to ghost someone if they're not bringing you closer to God? Is it okay to ghost someone if they're not bringing you closer to God? So I think the first way that we need to go about answering this question, Tyler, is to, um, is to just maybe define some things. Like, what are we talking about when we mean ghost? Right. Uh, when I hear ghost, obviously, it's a word that comes in, it's like, I think of, like, Casper, I guess. <laughs> Casper? So, so, like, someone who or something that is not there, something like that. So basically, if you're ghosting someone, you're basically not existent to them anymore. So like you were at one point uh, around them and in their life, but now if, let's say, you know, ghosting them, if they're not bringing you closer to God, then all the more than you're completely out, out of their life, you have no interactions with them, no communications, uh, maybe probably don't even look their way mm-hmm. at the time. So yeah, I think that is what comes to my mind, like I said, other than the corny thing about Casper, but ghosting someone, that's just kind of what comes to my mind. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Straight from the 90s, Casper. Yeah, yeah man, I, I totally agree. So if we're going to ghost someone, that means we're, we're once there in their life, we're no longer there in their life. That means that that person is probably a past friend of ours um, or or maybe even somebody you would consider a friend now. And so you're, you're I think, a, a very good question, like, what do I do about this? Yeah. Like, this person's not bringing me closer to God. Do I, do I back away from them? Do I just ghost them? Do I, do I just hop out of their lives? And so I think this is a, a real good question to ask. And so when we're thinking about this, before we really answer the question, let's, let's, let's just ask two more little questions. One, what are they doing to not bring you closer to God? Right. Like, are, are, are they actively fighting against your faith, or are they just being them and you being you? Because that's a whole different conversation we're having at that point, right? Secondly, have you tried bringing them closer to God? Okay, that is another question I would ask in regards to this, because then we can kind of answer this in a better way. But to take it to Scripture, and those of us who've heard me preach might have remembered this text. Who knows? That was back in the spring. But Galatians 6.1 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. I think those, that should be highlighted yeah, right there. So, friends, if, <laughs> if you're opening your Bible right now and turning to Galatians, you should highlight in a spirit of gentleness. <laughs> and you should highlight you who are spiritual. Right. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. So, yeah, 
the words that Paul wrote inspired by the Holy Spirit 2,000 years ago are definitely applicable to, uh, to the question that we have today. And, and what I think we got to think about in regards to looking at this text and answering this question, hey, do I need to go someone if they're not bringing me closer to God, is, is I got to look and see, does the text apply to me? Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like, does the text apply to me? So I think there's two separate people that are identified in this text. One of those are going to be people who would the Bible might would call people who are, are drinking milk. Yeah. Will you elaborate on that, Tyler? Yeah, so the, scripture, the scripture that kind of comes to my mind on milk and uh, meat is uh, 1 Corinthians 3. I think it's 1 Corinthians 3. I know it's 1 Corinthians. But Paul, you know, he's talking to the church at Corinth, and he's like, you're, you're mere infants. You should have milk by now, but I'm still having, uh, you should have, have meat, meat by, by now. now. Yeah. Excuse me. You should have meat by now, but I'm still having to give you milk. So in other words, they're still a baby Christian. Nothing wrong with that. We we're with all that. are on milk at mm, some point, yeah. right? So when, when I express faith in Christ, I'm saved. Who, those who are baby Christians, that's in, we're new uh, to Christianity. Those are the ones who are uh, the milk drinkers, so yeah. to speak. And yeah. so you're older and wiser people. It don't you don't have to be seventy years old to be a meat eater. You mm. can be sixteen years old and be strong in your faith yeah. and living out your life. That is a you know a meat eater yeah. uh, in the biblical sense. So that's kind of what that means. So if you're a, a milk drinker, then you know you probably shouldn't be going and trying to I guess pull them because you would probably get as the scripture said in Galatians six, you would probably um, be tempted. You would be tempted. Fall into that temptation. Fall into yeah. that temptation with them. Because you're not yet strong enough in your faith. Yeah. I like to think of it in the sense of like if I use like an analogy, like you wouldn't go and take like an eight-year-old kid and set him on a bench and then put like four plates on the bench, would you? Yeah. Like no, nah, like what are you trying to do? Like kill this like kid? A, like a bench press, not like apartment. <laughs> yeah, like bench bench press. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't put that on that kid because that kid couldn't handle it. And I think Paul is being very gracious yeah. in this text. He's like trying to warn you, hey man, maybe you're not. The four plates ain't for you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe you just need to put that little, you know, the little ten pound dumbbells and go to work and work your way up. But but he's trying to warn us. So the question that I would think about, or the thing that I'm thinking about, is like, you know, if if I'm a milk drinker, if I'm somebody who's still weak in my faith, which is fine, you know, you got to go from one place to get to the next. But if I'm this person, then then I would highly suggest, according to the, the scripture, not trying to go into the depths of evil and, and rescue your friend. Because yeah. the scripture, like like Tyler said just a second ago, the scripture tells us, man, no, like you need to keep watching yourself lest you be tempted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? On the other hand, there are folks that are, are more established in their faith, right? They they fear God. They they seek God. They love the Lord. They they find themselves engulfed by the things of God and wanting to help people understand the things of God. These would people who I would I would describe as more mature or, or in the text that we're referring to like a meat eater, right? Um, as somebody who's more established in those things. If you're that kind of person, then ghosting someone um, is a suggestion that I would not give you. Right, I, I would not give you, and we'll get to the end in a second where I would not suggest anybody ghost anyone. But but if you're someone who's more mature, as the as the text says here, hey, you who are spiritual, you should restore these people in a in a spirit of gentleness. But you know, if we're going to talk to someone and we're going to restore them in a spirit of gentleness, then the first thing that we need to make sure we're doing is not 
the first conversation we're having is going to be like, hey, you really suck. Yeah, you're a terrible guy, <laughs> what bro. A, Come how, on, bro. How could you be even involved in this? You know, uh, That is going to be a way to get people to back away from you and, right. and honestly prove to them what they already think of you to be true. Uh, we, we want to approach people differently. And, and, I, and I've kind of jotted down a few ways that I've seen and took note of of some ways that we can go about talking to someone um, instead of ghosting them if you are, in fact, spiritual loving the Lord, yep. pursuing the Lord. I think the first of those is we need to value that person. Sure. Like, they're what? They're made in God's they're, image. They're a human being. Yeah. You treat them like one. Man, they're, they're made in God's image. and treat them like one. That is the great way to put it. We, we, don't, we don't despise someone because they don't think like we do. Mm-hmm. No, no, we might have a heart that mourns that they don't have hope and faith like we have, but we don't despise them as a person. They're still an image bearer of God. So the first thing I think we need to make sure we do when restoring is value that person. And the second thing I would say is just shut up. Listen. <laughs> yeah. Just listen to them, man. Right. Like, I think, you know, and I'll let Tyler hop on this in a second. More times than not, like, we're always trying to just have an answer to fix things for yeah. people. And, um, and I think the, the more and more time I spend in ministry, the more and more I'm starting to understand, like, I don't, I'm not called to fix people, mm-hmm. right? I'm not called to fix everything. Sometimes people just need somebody to listen to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what keeps coming to my head as we're talking and, you know, treating them as a human being, you know, shutting up and listen. I think at one point we, none of us are born Christians. I hope we all know that. Yeah. And so I think we need to think, let's go back a little bit and with humility and think at one point we were probably that person in some shape or form to somebody. So we need to go back and remember how did people treat us? How did a pastor, mm, how did yeah. a mentor treat us mm. to help us to soften our heart by the, you know, Holy, the Holy Spirit using them to soften our heart, to draw us to repentance and a faith in, you know, in Christ. So I think, you know, I, I love what Matt Chandler says in one of his sermons. I'm, I butchered every time, but I get this part right. He says we need to treat we don't treat truth like a like a club like a golf club beating it over the head with people but it's yeah. more so like a surgical knife we just go in and mm, you know here and there we, I'm 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 probing you or I'm I'm cutting you nicely yeah. with truth yeah. truth truth I'm gentle with you as the scripture saying we keep going back to it and we're being uh, with a spirit of gentleness and so and shut up and listen to them understand what is hurting them yeah. from their past That's maybe a stuff. Christian. Maybe a pastor has done them wrong in the mm. past, and maybe rightfully so, justifiably, yeah. ju- it's justified that some of the feelings they have toward the church, because the church is not actually like the church, they're real. They're honest and real, man. real. And so we listen to them, and we understand, hey, hey no, that's not of God. Let yeah. me show you what of God is and give them true biblical yeah. Uh, gentle truth. That's so. good. Which which goes directly into the next thing that I would say is like, hey, we shut up, we listen to them, and then you were able to connect with them. Mm-hmm. Like Harper was saying, like, like man, you're able to hear their story and relate to that and connect with them, man. Like that. There's if you're going to build community with somebody, if you're going to if you're going to be an influence on somebody, it's going to come through relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be coming through beating them in the head with your, you know, your your ESV Bible or whatever <laughs> yeah. you got. You know, it ain't going to be through that. It's going to be through connecting with them, loving on them, listening to them. And if you're going to listen to them, that means you're not waiting to respond. Right. That is huge. Everybody that you know, this is a big problem. And you, I know when people are doing that because you can look in their eyes and tell, like they don't listen to me. They're just waiting to respond. Right. And, and, and we've got to be people who are not doing that, man. Next, I would say that, hey, one, we've got to value them. We've got to listen to them. We've got to connect with them. And we need to be loving and mm-hmm. understanding where they come from. And Harper alluded to that a minute ago. You don't know what, you don't know what 
brought them to this place to have this this conception of of the church and of Christianity and in reality their conception to them is is real yes it, it, it's a hurt and so we got to be loving and caring and talk to them like a normal person yeah. you know um hey I, I've, I've got to t- preach this to myself sometimes sometimes i get to talking all that christianese <laughs> and i just goes right over people's heads you know what i'm saying theology. yeah you know what i'm saying like <laughs> like if somebody doesn't know the lord then maybe i don't use terms like justification right. you know what i'm saying maybe i use terms instead of like hey look what was done on your behalf mm-hmm. and because of what was done on your behalf you now don't have to work for it right which is in response a simplified version of, of justification yeah, yeah the gospel, simple gospel. yeah it's simple gospel i love that um and then i think another point that is a huge point that we've got to get through our skulls my friends is admit that you might not have all the answers yes, oh my that drives me nuts because like, <laughs> it's like i don't john MacArthur, probably one of the greatest theologians in our time yeah for sure he, he doesn't have all the answers no. he knows a lot but he does yeah. not have all the answers and, I, and that's the one of the worst things that we could do is to think that we know it all and give them an answer that's totally wrong that's yeah. not biblical yeah. and lead them in the wrong direction and so I, I think some of the wisest things that we can do, the wisest words that we can do, is just stay in silent, which is no words Bro, at all. So the wisest good. thing we can do. So that is such. I don't good. know. That's nothing wrong with that. I don't know, but let me get back. Let me ask someone who may mm, know. That's good. Let me study, and I'll get back with. Hey, about guess that. guess who you can come and talk to? You can come talk to me and Tyler. Right. And if we don't know, we'll find out. Yeah. Like, I promise you, one of the most energizing things that I'll do that week is being asked a question and me being spending hours finding yeah. the answer. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is energizing to me, friends. So please feel free to know, hey, it is okay to not know all the answers, okay? Um, I, we're almost done here. and Just stay with us about three more minutes. Offer hope through your personal story. Man, I, I, you know, I think for some people when they get saved, they feel like they got to have this like portrayal of perfection. Yeah. And that is not the, the, the biblical story, man. Look, look what is um, Paul in, in his olden age is saying like, man, I'm the chief most of sinners. Yeah. Man, I, I've, Lord, help me to be humble. Help me to be humble and to be open with my problems and my sin in my life so I can share the hope of the gospel even through my own, this, this in, in regards to like my abilities, but all because of Christ's ability to work in me and through me. Right. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. for that hope of that. Lastly, love these guys. Yeah, it's the biggest thing. Love them, man. Even if they don't make a profession of faith. I've been talking to somebody for a year about professing faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. And and they've not gotten there yet. And I just keep sharing with them the hope of the gospel. I keep sharing with them the love that comes from Christ and Christ alone. And you know, man, hey, they're they're not there yet. And I just gotta keep loving on that person. I, I love what you said right there. You, you said love them, but in your in that personal testimony with that person, you said that you're loving them and you keep sharing the hope of the gospel. Amen. We don't we don't love them just to prove in their sins. I hope like we're clear on that. Yeah, As yeah, Kate yeah. Was saying, we're, we're loving them as a human being, but we're not, you know, approving of maybe what they're doing in their lifestyle. Not giving up. We're not giving I'm up. I'm not we're ghosting s- them. No, we're not ghosting them. <laughs> Next segue. Good. Right, let's go. I'm not ghosting we're them. We're not ghosting Look, friends, we're going to end on this. Christians have done a really good job, and I say Christians with quotations because guess what? We're, we're people and we do stupid stuff sometimes. But Christians have done a really good job at being hypocritical. 
Uh, Christians have done a really good job at, at seeing as know-it-alls. Christians have done a really good job at wearing a shirt that says, love like Jesus, but hating like the devil. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so what I would ask you to do is don't prove them right. Please, be that set-apart person that Christ has called you to be. Don't prove them right by just avoiding them. Man, hey, if you are that person who's weak in your faith, you're drinking the milk, and that's fine. That is fine. I would ask you to do this, friends. Be honest with that person and say, hey, look, I, um, I, I just feel like there's some problems going on, and, and you might be leading me in the direction that I really feel like the Lord has called me not to walk down. So I just want to put some space between us, but I really hope that one day we can come back together and have this conversation. Boom. How much better is that than to just be left on red? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we we do not need to be that. We can love them from a distance if we're too weak. Um, and and you know how you can love them from a distance? You can come and talk to us, and we can pray fervently for that person on your behalf. Uh, and more than that, friends, think about this: we can pray for them, yeah. But but the Bible tells us that we have a great high priest. Who, who sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes on our behalf. He prays for us when we don't have the words to say. And so, friends, you can take heart knowing that, take hope knowing that, um, that, that you might not know the words to say for this friend, but your great high priest does. Yeah. And he's working on their behalf. So comforting. That is so comforting, man. God, I, you know their needs. I, I'm over here I, about to be moved <laughs> to tears. <laughs> that is so comforting. God, be with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. I, perfect high priest, the great high priest. Man, he is the great high priest. Friends, uh, I hope this offered you some help, and I can't wait to do this more. This was fun. It was fun. This was fun. So, hey, if you've got questions, text them to me and Harper. Share them on our Instagram page. Uh, Email me. I don't care. Whatever. Pigeon mail. Whatever you need to do, get it to me. Yeah. PayPal. No, you can't PayPal. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, y'all have a great day. Uh, We're praying for you and on your behalf. Um, We love you. Take care, friends.